The Fascination of Chemistry, Vaca's Audio Magazine. A warm welcome to the 13th in our series of podcasts. Once a month, we explore the exciting world of chemistry. In this edition, we'll take a closer look at the topic of glass. Did you know that you are holding two liquids when you raise that water glass? Why two liquids? I can only see water. Yes, but put very simply, glass can be considered a liquid too. More precisely, chemists call it a chilled melt. In other words, the glass hardens during its production, but does not crystallize. However, you don't need to know that to make glass. After all, glass is one of the oldest man-made materials and was already in use in Asia Minor 4,000 years ago. The Romans brought it back with them to Europe. Stained glass first became popular in the Middle Ages. Just imagine the atmosphere in a Gothic cathedral. The colorful and high windows allow just a little light in with a very special spectrum of numerous hues. Besides stained glass, lead lights were also widespread. Just think of the bottle glass windows of medieval townhouses. Circular pieces of glass are joined by setting them into lead rods. The window panes are called rondelles, and the lead rods are called cames. In the 20th century, stained glass windows experienced a renaissance. Frank Lloyd Wright, the American architect, was certain that the colorful glass had a positive effect on psychological well-being. This was why he used it in many of his buildings, and then Europe imported the trend from America. Nowadays, you don't just see stained glass in churches, but in public buildings, hotels, and even in people's homes, too. Exactly. Many glass artists still use the old lead rod technique to connect the various glass panes. In addition, a new technique has become established. Bonding. The major advantage is that virtually any size surface can be obtained this way. In contrast, the lead rod technique eventually reaches its limits. Conventional adhesives can only function well with smooth surfaces. High-quality hand-blown glass, however, has a slightly grainy surface structure. Two-component silicone-based adhesive systems from Wacker are an outstanding solution here. After all, silicones have numerous advantages. They are transparent, do not yellow, and are weather-resistant a must for exterior applications. Glass artists can choose between two silicone adhesion systems, Elastosil RT601 and Wacker Primer G790. These form a secure, cohesive bond with the glass after curing. Wacker Sil Gel 612 is somewhat easier to use, cures to a tacky gel and doesn't require pretreatment. Plus, silicones and glass are chemically quite compatible too, since they both contain silicon-oxygen bonds. These adhesive systems are used for windows, murals, and partition walls. However, they can be used for lamps and freestanding objects too. The artist can completely concentrate on the fascinating interactions between light, shade, surface, and transparency. The glass for such objects often comes from Upper Palatinate in Bavaria, Germany. Lambert's Glassworks is located in the little town of Waldsassen. Traditionally, glassworks were set up where raw materials such as silica sand, soda ash, and limestone were nearby. 
Plus, enough fuel had to be available, which is why the glassworks are located near large forests. From Upper Palatinate, high-quality table glass is supplied to Europe, the Americas, and Asia. Lambert's is the only glassworks worldwide that can manufacture 5,000 different color shades. A special room contains thousands of glass platelets spanning a huge color spectrum from light blue to dark purple and from greeny black to yellow. Each bears a special code denoting the formula for that exact shade of color. Lambert's manufactures glass according to a centuries-old process. A mixture of ground silica sand, soda ash, and limestone is melted in refractory clay pots at 1,400 degrees Celsius. Wood has long since been replaced by natural gas as fuel. When the glass workers open the ovens, they are confronted with immense heat. They protect themselves with a face mask they hold with their teeth. They need their hands free to work. They regularly take samples of the melt and check whether the glass exhibits the desired color. The colors arise by using differing metal oxides. Cobalt is used for blue, nickel for violet, and chrome for green. The appropriate metal oxides are mixed into the glass to attain the desired color. Mixtures particularly require exact metering and lots of experience. The glass melt remains in the oven for a few hours. It is then purified, thus free of bubbles. In a multi-step process, the melt is formed into the flat sheet glass. In doing so, the glass blowers still use the age-old instrument of the trade, namely the blowpipe. This long pipe is struck into the melt, and the glass blown and turned to form a ball that is cut open and hand smoothened using alder wood. The resultant glass is clearly superior to factory poured glass in terms of gloss, structure, and diversity. This is why it is used for restoration and high-end building adornments, as well as glass art. And Vacker's two-component adhesive systems ensure that all types of glass are long-lasting. That's all for this month from the fascination of chemistry. You'll find more information on the internet at www.vacker.com/podcast. Tune in next month. Until next time. Vacker, creating tomorrow's solutions.